0: Yeah, the sound of the nylon string guitar. That is my trusty Yamaha that I bought in the 80s that has been with me for a very long time. Uh, and it was also the guitar that played the hooch on the hit song, Hooch, back in the day as well. Ah, the older you get, the more back in the days there are. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Honeycut Scenario. This is number 12. It's Friday Uh, With me, Craig, this is my Coffee with Friends podcast, and I just talk about something that is interesting to me, Uh, and I make some observations. Um, Today, it is gorgeous. Once again, we've had an incredible fall here so far on the Outer Banks, and I feel incredibly blessed. So I hope wherever you are, um, things are good for you and that you can, uh, you know, be yourself, which is always important. Um, So today, I'm going to talk about something that got on my radar in the last few years that was... uh, kind of mind-blowing because it was so incredibly fascinating to learn about, Um, and it came about through my interactions uh, with a friend of mine who manages a very large project in Eastern Carolina that deals with shrub peatlands, Um, and it's like, well, what is that? And so i you know, kind of been helping out where I can with this project, and I'm going to talk about that project in the next podcast um, because I want to cover more general stuff about peat. And so I learned about peat, um, and that's P-E-A-T, uh, which is uh, gosh, it's soil, right? It's mud, it's wetlands, it's magical stuff. And when I always thought of peat, I always thought of like you know a peat bog, which is like you know in Ireland or Scotland, which is like a place that has mist at night that you don't you don't want to go near at night because you'll uh, your soul will be stolen by some sort of swamp spirit, um, or Uh, you know, I think of peat, I think of uh, using it for fuel uh, or using it to build houses or um, using it to flavor scotch. Uh, I was never a scotch drinker, but from what I understand that peat is used to flavor scotch. Um, But what I have heard and discovered and researched is that peat, both in a traditional peat uh, sphagnum kind of swampy bog or uh, a shrub peatland like we have here in eastern north carolina um it is one of the world's most potent carbon sinks around right it is uh peatlands cover three percent of the world's surface represent about 50 percent of the world's wetlands um might want to check these numbers i've done a little research you know they could vary um and uh, they uh, hold about twice as much carbon as all of the world's forests, which is kind of mind-blowing. The 3% of the world's surface has as much carbon stored as, tw- you know, two of the world's forests, which is like, what, what, Pete? Super Pete. Um And as a matter of fact, the British Isles, Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, uh, they have A lot of peatlands, and Scotland Scotland has a lot of peatlands. And as a matter of fact, their peatlands are so badass; they store about 1.7 billion tons of carbon, which represents about 140 years of emissions in Scotland, of emissions going into the Earth's atmosphere. Um, they store the carbon; they've held on to it for a long time, right? The the living soil that has a ton of different living fungi kind of things in there holds on to this carbon. So it's stored carbon. Um, and what we're seeing is, as with the draining of peatlands for a variety of different purposes, peatlands being burned, catching on fire or oxidizing from heat is releasing carbon into the atmosphere, which is not a good thing. So about 15% of all peatlands have been drained around the world. Um, and that the, uh, The drained, the burned peatlands uh, represent about 5 to 10% of carbon emissions uh, in the atmosphere, right? So it's already there. The carbon is stored. Got to manage it. And that's that's through just good agricultural practices. That's through water management. There's a bunch of different things that I've been learning about. um, But they also can, uh, through water management, you can actually— Pull more carbon out of the atmosphere to put in there and then with some of the shrub peatlands and you know probably a little bit with the peat bogs I need to do more research on that you can pull more carbon out of the atmosphere as well um, to make the peats grow the peat bogs grow bigger so they hold on to more carbon Um, so it's like a supercharged carbon sequestration scenario right the largest terrestrial carbon storage um, and that's amazing. And so what's even more interesting that I've learned is there is a difference between a traditional peat bog and a shrub peatland, um, which I'll talk a little bit more about the next go around. And I think that about 1% of the earth's surface is shrub peatlands. So, um, pay attention to peat. Uh, if you want to celebrate peat, remember February 2nd is, uh, international wetlands day. So we'll uh, put that on our calendar. Um, So that's just a little bit of dose of what uh, is magical about peat and like how it pulls carbon into it and holds on to it. So do your own research. I'll put some links in the podcast. Um, Be good to yourself today. People are, people are, people are, people are moving. Across the desert and across the plain Fight and Dragon and go on Inside